welcome everyone. Welcome! Welcome to Wine, Wine, and Once, a Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Dee. And I'm Lo. And welcome to a bad time. Yeah, welcome to a bad time. <laughs> Woohoo! Has it been a bad time? I my theory is by episode ten of season five, we will finally know how to do an intro. I mean that feels ambitious, but you know, hopefully five years down the line we can get there. Every time, like, okay, I know the order, then I start talking, and I, I forget We really words. need to, like, just have it, like, I need to put it on a post-it and put it on the screen or something. Yeah. I mean, this feels on brand, though. It's different every time. You know, this is about the quality you can ex- come to expect from us busy working mm-hmm. professionals with we, uh-huh. lives. We've said it once, the only quality thing we have is our logo that Keely made for us. Correct. Nobody else. We don't contribute quality to this at all. Anyway, welcome to Wine, Wine, and Once. We are a Once Upon a Time podcast, and every week we are going to run through an episode of Once Upon a Time. We have seen all of these before, but we'll recap it, we'll go through, and then um, we're just going to have a party discussion about... Friendly chat. An unfriendly, an unfriendly <laughs> a chat. very aggressive chat. <laughs> About what happened in that episode. Or in some cases, what does not happen. Correct. You know, this episode in particular, I felt like for as much of events that occurred, zero happened. No, it, I think that's so much of season one. Like, there, there is maybe one or two things per episode that might be relevant, but then it's a bunch of just introduce character here's who their story or their fairy tale character is right and you know and the thing is i will say as we were watching it the first time that was really interesting and it is what you needed to do absolutely i get that this is the this is the season we need to be having because we don't know these characters we don't know who they are we don't know their backstories and we need all of this and i remember the mystery of this being super fun of like who is this person who but going back to it now, I'm like, it's oh my lot. god, can we move it's on? Lot. It's a lot. But uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. I, I just got so angry about this episode. It's honestly valid. But uh, but how's it going? How are you doing? You know, living the dream. It's a Wednesday and... Uh, it is a Wednesday. It's all downhill from here. So. Oh, That's good. You know. How, are you actually drinking wine? I us? actually am drinking oh. wine. I know. My brother for my birthday got me a bottle of wine. It's a nice, nice. little rosé and it's very cute because the label says love you bunches on it. So, very cute. I like it. So I was like, oh, like this is my perfect podcasting wine. I love it. I need wine. What are we having? What are we What? Are, what are okay. we having over here? <laughs> it's another seltzer. Oh, lovely. Oh, but it looks there, fancy. It is. It's a passion fruit orange guava spiked island seltzer. So things you would hate. Oh yeah, no, that sounds awful. But it sounds <laughs> so fancy. It sounds very fancy. It sounds like uh, right. most people would really like that. That's fair. Most people would probably be very into that. Just not me. But yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I'm still really mad. If, I think I forgot to mention this last week, but we've been going on about how. We're airing in September because that's 10 years after the show came out. We just fucking realized the show came out in October. Wait, but didn't we come out? Didn't we realize it came out in September? 
No, we went back Did and we forth. Have... I screenshot it. It is October 15th or something insane like that. I'm looking this up. I'm looking it up. I could have sworn October we went... 23rd, 2011. Didn't we? I just... Okay. Send you a picture because we had this conversation of we need proof. I thought... I thought it went the other way in my head, but apparently it didn't. Okay. I mean... I be- I mean, I completely believe no, you. No, but every time I look it up, I think it's I different. feel like it's a different day, and I don't feel like it was the 23rd last time. So, the, the, TL- the TLDR is, we don't know when the fuck this show aired. <laughs> Not a clue. Not a clue. I have no idea. Here's what um, I know. When, when it aired, I was very, very stressed about probably midterms. Because it would have been our first go-round of midterms. Oh, no. October 2011? First oh, college no. mid... Second college Second. Mid- Second college midterms. Still, first okay, college... Arguably... Yeah, first... first I mean, fall quarter. Fall quarter. First college midterms yeah. of that year. Plus, I had just switched majors. So... Mm-hmm. That's right. Those would have been first... First finals Ooh. or first midterm jitters for sure yikes uh yeah yeah you don't know when the show came out not a that's clue. all we know not a clue so i'm pretty mad about that we were so convinced it was september it's not apparently it's whenever the fuck it is uh yeah it's whenever the once upon a time gods decided is i guess apparently who's to say but n- not us certainly not us certainly not us because the answer keeps changing uh-huh. And it feels like it's something yeah. that should be really definitive. <laughs> so I'm not sure why this answer keeps changing. It's not great. Not at all. Not at all. Well, how's your week been? How's it, how's it going? How has my week been? I think it's been okay. Very good. I think it's been okay. No. Since we last spoke, how has it how gone? Uh, you know, it's actually been all right. Work has been manageable which i'll take manageable is better than not another one of those right another one of those weird weeks where i've kind of crammed everything in yep it's only wednesday and i'm starting to realize oh no this week is going to be busy yeah that's okay you know that That is all good guess a busy week is better than just sitting around doing absolutely nothing true i like some days i want like at least one day of nothing, ideally. I always feel like I would like my mornings to be very busy and then my afternoons to be nothing. Yes. Because I'm yes. useless after lunchtime. I, same. I had a late meeting today. That wasn't great. No. I was useless during that meeting because it went late. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have got an extended meeting tomorrow and I'm just like, Mm-mm. I'm not going to know what's going on. I, I can tell you that right now. No, thank you. My body will sure be in that meeting. Uh-huh. Physically, you'll be there. Mentally. Woo! Out to lunch. That's where I always am, mentally. Right? All right. Well, should we... Is it time? I think it... it Time? I I mean, I could say no. (laughs) And we could just not record this podcast. I need you guys to understand. So we watched the episode about an hour-ish or so ago. The rage we both felt when we realized that this was episode five. uh, That... Still Small Voice is the episode title, The Immediate Rage. The Jiminy Cricket episode. I have so many things 
that just irk me about it. But what really irks me about it is this, the kind of week I have been having is one of those kinds of weeks. We've already talked about this, but for all Mm -hmm. y'all out there, I've had that kind of week where on Monday I woke up and went, oh good, it's Tuesday. And then Tuesday I woke up and was, oh good, it's Wednesday. And today I woke up and was like, oh my goodness, thank goodness it's Thursday. No, I'm wrong. I've been wrong every day. Every day I'm a day behind, which only enrages me. And then, so over the weekend, we, for funsies, decided to watch the musical episode <laughs> because it's a masterpiece. It's a it's a that was, no, that was though. delightful. That's truly a masterpiece. I get so much joy out of that musical episode. <laughs> but we were watching that. So in my head, I was like, oh, fine. You know, we're just going to jump back in where our rewatch has been. But that's like after Neverland and we're dealing with, you know, what's to come in like season four, season three, something like that. No, 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 no. Lo, put yourself right back into episode fucking five. Not great. Not great. It's not good. Just this Disney Plus summary kind of tells you what a shit show you're in for. Sheriff Graham makes Emma a deputy. A sinkhole appears at the edge of town. In fairy tale world, Jiminy wants to leave the family business. Okay, so a couple notes. (laughs) Number one, not a sinkhole. Collapsing mines. No. Number two. Those aren't the same thing? Surprisingly not. Now, I'm pretty sure very similar, but it is is very clearly not a sinkhole. Nobody uses the word sinkhole. In no in the episode, so incorrect. Um, number two, fairy tale world. Yeah, you see, it's the Florida version of fairy tale <laughs> with the space in between. Very important that the space, but yes. we don't. I mean, they do. They do put the space in between fairy tale land, but for the okay. yeah, if they decide to on a good day, it, maybe we'll just make a compilation of every variation. Of enchanted forest fairy tale, there so, there is no rhyme or reason. There's so many, and it doesn't make sense. Like the showrunner, like whoever created the summaries, also does not know. Oh no, not at all, not at all. All right, well, I get to read the summary this. Are week, you ready? So I'm gonna go ahead and take a drink this? of my wine. I think we all should. I think we all deserve that going into whatever this is about yeah. to be. Uh, cheers, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Good mm-hmm. luck. Mm-hmm. Buckle up. Welcome to uh-huh. a bad time. Oh, God. And this what I can honestly say is a bad time. Time all around. Okay, so we open. We are in fairy tale land world. I don't know. And there's a puppet show going on. Apparently, according to the wiki, Archie's parents' name, uh, Jiminy's parents' names are Martin and Myrna. Fun fact. Um, they're putting on a puppet show. And little Jiminy's in the crowd pickpocketing all the audience members. So then they get back to the caravan. They've got all their stuff they've, they've stolen. But Jiminy, you know, he, he wants to be good and not steal. And his dad says good's another word for weak. And his mom is just about as awful. And so, like, Jiminy finally agrees. And Martin says, you know, the problem is solved. Nothing is solved. Nothing is solved. Sure. But problem solved. Before we move on, I just would like to point out that um, 
Martin and Myrna are 100%. I don't know if they're just either knock off the Nardiers from Lamis or absolutely yes. Or absolutely. the other option. The other option is knock off Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp, which is a Helena Bonham Carter is a Thenardier. So, I was going to say the aesthetics are there. They're in a Tim Burton film. Yeah. So, then now we're in the present day and oh boy, howdy, are we spending a lot of time in the present day this episode. Oh, I hate that already. So, we're in a session with Henry and Hopper and the very first line out of Henry's mouth is you weren't always a cricket. Which is just a choice. I like that. Uh, oh, I'm going to be starting every meeting from now on. Anytime I join a Zoom meeting, just, you weren't always a cricket. I mean, what a truth bomb. <laughs> According to Henry, Archie acts like a conscience. So therefore, that makes him Jiminy Cricket, obviously. Also, then he points out, um, there's no crickets in Storybrooke. Okay, weird detail. When Archie asks, has he gone everywhere to search literally all of Storybrooke? Like, how does he know this? To say. Archie asks if Henry believes in the curse. And Henry says that he does, but also he knows that that's not enough. Um, he needs some proof. So, oh, good. Child's on the hunt for more evidence. That's what we need here. No. Oh, no. Archie asks why this is so important like why is it so important that this is true and henry says i don't know it just is so my answer to most things i don't, I don't know. know who's to justice say. we flash over to the sheriff's office where emma is just refusing to wear the her the outfit the uniform of the job that she has taken but okay whatever to be fair it has a clip on tie, I would also refuse to wear it. Well, yeah, but it is the uniform for your job. I don't know that you really technically get a say in it. Especially as the deputy sheriff. You're not even the okay. sheriff sheriff yeah. yet. We should have gotten her at least in the clip on tie once. We deserve we that. We did deserve that. Either way, Graham immediately gives in and is like, well, just wear the badge. And the second she puts on the badge, there's this loud noise and the earthquake tremory type thing turns out it's a sinkhole a mine collapsing we're not no one's clear but it it's a mine at the scene of the crime sinkhole mine regina tells emma to go away this is city workers only and oh no ha she works for the city now she works for the town so regina has to let her help she so regina says whatever go help with crowd control make a perimeter Regina makes this big speech about how she's going to fill in the collapsed mines and pave over them for safety reasons, which, again, feels pretty... Seems responsible of her. I think that's a great they're, next step if that happens. If they're collapsing, sure seems like a good idea. You know, from a, from a purely storybook, I don't know that she's the evil queen perspective, that sure seems very reasonable. Um, Henry freaks out, obviously, because that is what Henry is here to do. And he asks what's in the tunnels. So Regina visibly lies and says nothing. But Emma's not around, so this doesn't count as... I was going to say, how did I miss that? But that's, that makes sense. Yeah, she's not around. She's doing crowd control. Mm. But she does visibly lie to her child and says nothing. Then picks up a piece of glass, which... Obviously, Henry's, like, immediately suspicious about. Not the sneakiest of, of people, our friend Regina. 
No. No. Um, in perhaps some of her most A-plus parenting, Regina tells Henry to go wait in the car, which, as we all know, Henry is <laughs> certain to do. Of course he's going to go wait in the car. That's what Henry does. He's really good at listening. Yeah, he he really, really good. Really good at listening. And staying in cars. So, no. <laughs> Henry immediately gets out of the car and demands that Archie and Emma come help him because they're part of Operation Cobra. We've just roped Archie into yeah. this. Congratulations and welcome to the chaos. Archie had no idea this was going on, which is perhaps my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> So he thinks that everything is changing because Emma is now in town and asks, well, did you do anything that, like, was important or big or changed anything? And Emma, like, flashes her badge. So, yeah. Yeah, she did. Uh, just a bit. Just, just, a just a little. Then Regina sees them and gets understandably mad because her child ran from the car. But again... Of course he ran from the car. Is she surprised by this? Do you know your child? Anyway, she tells Emma to go do her job and yells at Archie and threatens to fire him and ruin his life. You know, standard Regina stuff. So she's like, oh, Madame Mayor bullshit. Yeah, uh, I'm going to destroy your life if you don't destroy his illusion, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the Enchanted Forest, Martin, Myrna, and little Jiminy, but now he's not little Jiminy. He's fully grown man Jiminy with a receding hairline. It's the same actor. And that's fine, usually. But it is very upsetting when his whole plot line is he can't break away from his parents. Also, they don't age up his parents. Like right. the Thenardiers, that's just their name now. <laughs> the Thenardiers have not been aged up. Not at all. They look the same. He is now a fully grown man who looks like a fully grown man. And I don't like. That his whole storyline revolves around, like, not being able to revolve, to leave his parents when he looks so fully grown. And I do understand that you live with narcissistic, possibly abusive people. Sure. You can't necessarily just get yourself out of these things. It'd be one thing if he was, like, a young adult, teenager. Even if they just Pre changed like, his hair a little bit. Give him a wig. Give the, give the poor man a we're, wig. We're, we're just rolling in wigs on this show. Just give him, give him a wig to age him down just a little bit. I just need him to look just a little younger and a little less self-assured. Please. Please and thank you. Anyway. They arrive with their wagon to a small market. Myrna and her husband ask, you know, they're saying it's a good year and suggest that, you know, this time they're going to run the elf tonic scam. We don't know what that is, but Jiminy says, hey, we make enough money just from the puppet show. We don't need to be stealing. And then they have this claim about, you know, they steal from the crowd and the crowd steals from other people and it's called an economy. And they're just a crucial part of it. Wow. You know, capitalism. So, <laughs> God. Jiminy, you know, suddenly remembers that, you know, he's an adult and says he wants to quit. <laughs> so... Then immediately his parents are all, oh, no, we're old. We're old in my hip. It's my liver. It's oy. all of these things. I <laughs> see every morning. Hush. But, you know, he needs to stay with them until they die because they're old. They don't look old, but, you know, they're old. 
So they leave him and tell him, you know, you got to set up and it starts to rain. Then shortly after a young boy is approaching Jiminy and he says, oh boy, you know, you must love your job. This is such a cool job. And Jiminy's just like, nah, it's terrible. I hate it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Which, you know, is a vibe. And it's certainly relatable. It certainly is, especially on a Wednesday. <laughs> the boy asks why he doesn't get a new job. And Jiminy is kind of just like, because. And that's it. I don't know. I don't know. Same answer I have. People ask me, why don't I get a new job? I don't know. It's hard. The Jiminy asks the boy, you know, why are you even here? And he just says that he wanted to stand in the rain and listen to the cricket. There's not a lot to do in this town. So that sounds miserable. <laughs> that sounds like the last thing I would want to do. But Jiminy's ever real excited about this. Real excited about it. He wants to listen to crickets. He's not listened to the crickets for years. Again, not much to do when there's no electricity. Jiminy tells the boy to hurry home and the boy gives Jiminy his umbrella. How sweet. We're completing the where we're just going right for it. Then Marco we're back in the enchant or in storybook. Marco shows up at Archie's office for lunch, but Archie says he has another patient. Can't go. Henry shows up before Marco's disappointed puppy dog, half smiley gaze could turn too intense. Um, sure. So Marco leaves, and Henry asks G if he's recruiting Geppetto to Operation Cobra, because obviously Marco is Geppetto. Just recruiting people left and right. Also, we're making a wild assumptions here because uh, the logic here. Follow. See if you can follow me. Okay. Geppetto is Jiminy's best friend. Sure. Marco mm -hmm. is Archie's best friend. Now I have a question right off the bat. Mm -hmm. There, Pinocchio. We all know the story, right? Mm -hmm. Jiminy Cricket is. Pinocchio's right. Um, right. Unless I'm missing something from like the original Italian story. Yeah, someone tell us. Like, write in in the comments. You know something. something. More. Read it for us. Read it for us. I don't want to. We're watching this for you, so you don't have to. So you can read it. For <laughs> you can read it in an original <laughs> Italian for us. No, I mean, like, thank you. That's the only thing I can think of. Is it maybe they pulled this from? Maybe. From the original story? I think that's kidding. But that's the weird. Show writers a lot of credit. It is. Sometimes they do. Like, later we'll go to Oz and there'll be more nods to the book Oz than the movie Oz. That, you know, that's fair. But it is, it's weird. Anyway, Geppetto is Jiminy's best friend. Marco is Archie's best friend. Therefore, mm -hmm. Marco is Geppetto, obviously. Because everyone knows you can only have one friend. I have two friends. <laughs> We're lucky enough to have two. Sometimes. Just on days that we are nice. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Archie basically tries to steer the conversation back towards the theory and why it's important. But Henry knows there's proof. And he knows where it is. Oh. It's in the old mine shaft, of course. Mm, it's crumbling? Yeah. Ooh. Archie says there is no proof. And this is a delusion. And it's a delusion that's becoming a psychosis. 
which means that you, you know how you talk to a child. Henry understandably gets upset and he runs out of the room and Jared Gilmore does a great job of hitting every mark on his way out. It's a very blocky run, but it is some of his really, some of his good acting. Like his, his he does a nice job in this, in this episode for sure. Doing the upset thing mm-hmm. without going too over the top. No. Still in Storybrooke. Again, we're spending a lot of time in Storybrooke. We are going to come over to the hospital where we see David and Mary Margaret completely flirting over a game of Hangman. You know, the sexiest of, of paper games. Ho, ho, ho. When Catherine arrives with pictures to help David remember his old life. As Mary Margaret leaves, because she's like, oh, I got to get out of here. This is awkward. She hears David remember their dog, Ajax. Then That's a good dog, I will say. Any dog is a good dog. Agreed. At the loft uh, that Mary Margaret owns or rents or whatever, Emma and Mary Margaret are somehow eating s'mores. A wild choice. I don't know. She doesn't have a visible fireplace. Did they have them over the stove? Like, did does she have a gas range and they heated them over the stove? Why is it s'mores? So many questions. Confuses me because food in TV shows are always so, uh, such a specific choice. Right. You have to be able to, I mean, notice not, they don't eat them. They don't eat it. No, but that is a decision. Like, And there was a close-up on the s'more. So it was a choice. I don't understand why. I don't know. It That's, feels like. Now I want s'mores. I do too. Feels like it should be significant. Can't come up with a reason why like it is. Like tacos. That would be fun. They should always be eating tacos. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> That's important. You're going to. I think this is important. I feel this is important. Think you should write it down. <laughs> anyway, Mary Margaret compl- is complaining that she fe- is just the worst person in the whole world. Because this is, you know, the approximately 10 seconds she's going to feel guilt and remorse over this. You know, for she's a good person, didn't you? She know? is a good person. She's trying not to. In this episode, she is really trying her best to, like, keep her distance, I will say. Not a great, doing a great job of it, but she is trying. She's making an effort. She is making an effort. And then Emma has this statement, and she says that it's uh, not worth the heartache to get involved with a married man. And she says it like she's got some experience in this department. But I'm confused because I don't think we ever go that direction. Neil wasn't married before they met. Or was he? And we just never found out about it. (laughs) Do we get to put like an X, like a question mark? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I mean, really, like, it it sounds like she's got some experience here. But we never hear anything more about this. We'll never know what that means. Doesn't matter because, you know, knock, knock, knock. Henry's at the door. He's crying. Shocking. Um, Emma immediately goes and yells at Hopper for, you know, devastating Henry. He tries to explain. It doesn't sit right. So Emma's like, did Regina put you up to this? Phone rings before there's any more. It's Regina. Emma goes to yell at her too. But, oh no, Henry's missing. Can no. this child? No. Henry? Going missing? Shocking. That doesn't feel right. That's out of character. Yeah. Well, you know. Because, obviously, Emma took the distraught child who was crying, dropped him off at his mom's office, who he's convinced is evil, and just didn't... That seems like a good plan. Didn't make sure he got where he needed to go? A-plus parenting. Good parenting. Solid. Both women 
are at a loss as to where this child could be, but Archie sure knows. He knows everything. Where do you think he's at? He's at the mines. No. Shocking. God, the mines that, surprisingly, we will hear more about in seasons to come. That is true. That comes back quite a few times. Finally, we're back in the Enchanted Forest. Rumple sits in his, you know, sad, lonely little castle, spinning straw into gold for no apparent reason. We don't know why he does this. Who knows? A Jiminy shows up. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's, I guess his family deals with Rumple. I guess that it's the that's the weird part is he's not <laughs> here to make the deal. He's here to drop shit off. He went rummage sale hopping around the room. I was like, here's the weird shit I picked up for you. He's like, here's all the shit I pulled out of pockets. Like, pay me in gold? I got, I, bunkers. We don't get the... Never, will never be brought up again. No, not at all. Basically, he's supposed to drop off the sack of stolen goods and also the names of their owners. Because Rumpel's weird. He collects names, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> names and babies. Names and babies. That's his thing. I mean... If you were to tell me, uh, like, uh, the top three things, Rumpelstiltskin, strong to gold, names, babies. Nailed them. What a list. Nailed them. <laughs> Got them. Rumpel pays Jiminy and gold thread for whatever reason, and then it figures out, like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not here for this. You're here for something else. You want something else from me. Puts the Did thread he? in the, yeah, with a nice little flourish. Puts the gold thread into a tray, pour some, I don't know, liquid on top of it. The sound startles Jiminy, and he says, I want to leave my life. I don't want to be where I am, but I can't leave because my parents are holding me back. Suddenly, it's now a liquid in a bottle, and magic, of course. It tells Jiminy, this is what you need. He instructs Jiminy to leave his parents when they are wherever they are after the potion has been used, and he'll come get them. Ominous. Unsettling. Ominous. That's so unsettling to hear. I just, it, it's a lie. Jiminy asks. It's the pick them up part that bothers Yeah. Me. I don't love that. It should be a red flag, Jiminy. You know what? Maybe it's just very strong alcohol. <laughs> They're going to need a ride home. Jiminy asks, you know, what it does, and he says, I know your parents are going to be in safe hands, So, and mm. you're going to be free. And we're not going to question oh. it anymore. No. So we're going to leave the Enchanted Forest, go right on back to Storybrook. Emma, Archie, and Pongo. Archie's very good. Dog, sure. Go to the mines. And Pongo finds Henry's candy bar wrapper. So obviously Henry is here. I like that he got a bunch of snacks for this like harrowing journey and eats them immediately. <laughs> well, you know, it's your pre-adventure snack. Inside the mine, Henry is, he finds another piece of glass, but then the mine collapses some more. Archie gets into the tunnel, and the boys are sealed inside. And yes, I say boys, because not one of these people act like men. <laughs> the boys are sealed, sealed inside before Art, Emma can follow. Just stellar acting all around in this little scene. Archie calls out for Henry, and Henry appears, because he thinks he's there to help. But, you know, Archie miserably what a terrible human being just wants to get them out of the mine so obviously henry has to run away again what an awful human fucking henry's gotta run away some more obviously Mm. how dare you try to get him out to safety gotta go find more Mm -hmm. yep back in the enchanted forest creepy little potion in hand jiminy and his parents are approaching this small cabin 
for the elf tonic scam. Oh, it's time. It's time for the elf tonic scam. Jiminy is begging not to, but, you know, because they don't need the money. And, you know, they remind him, hey, it's not about the money. It's about the principle of theft. We like stealing. <laughs> Martin gives his son a small bottle of the tonic and knocks on the door. This young little couple opens up the door. It's apparently Stephen and Donna. Listen, I swear it never mentions their name, but they have names, so good for them. For them. Jiminy, you know, very sullenly asks if they have a place for the three of them, for the, his aging parents to put their feet up by the mm. fire. Aging parents that look younger than Of course. Does. And they're very sweet people, so they say, yes, of course we do. Of course we do. Once inside, they enjoy a meal together. Myrna and Martin begin, you know, conning them and pretending like they've passed this poor, sad sick couple on the road because a plague is coming. But they're sa- they're safe. They're they're immune. Oh, good. Because they took their elf tonic. Oh. Made four elves by elves from elves, which is an upsetting trio of sentences. You know, they ask, "Have you have you taken your elf tonic?" And they say, no, we've never heard of it. So if they don't have the elf tonic, of course, our, our, our con men insist, well, you'll die. You need, you need the elf tonic. Sure. So they put on this big show and Stephen and Donna insist, you know, they, they must have it. Because if the plague is coming, they have yep. to have this thing that will make them immune. And they may put on this big show. Oh, no, we could possibly part with it. No, no, no. But they insist they should have it. Surely there must be something in the cabin that they can trade for. Obviously, the answer is yes. And they collect some things. Everything. Everything in the cabin, essentially. <laughs> Anything good. Anything good. And Jiminy gives the couple the bottle of elf tonic as they... Mm. He confronts the parents at the wagon and says, you know, this is, this is terrible. This is wrong. We shouldn't have done this. They continue to not care. Continuing the pattern. I don't know. He wasn't going to get anything. So he pulls out the... Jiminy yeah. pulls out the bottle from Rumpelstiltskin and tries to fling it at them. I, I was under the impression this had to be ingested. Right? I don't know why he's like... <laughs> he says, you know, I have no other choice. And he yeets the liquid after, you know, listening to the crickets for a minute. But he had no other choice. And they look shocked. But then they start laughing. Because... Oh no, oh no, they knew exactly what his whole con was the whole time. You can't con a con artist. You can't count a con, man, son. So, <laughs> his dad's really good at sleight of hand. He switched the vials. Oh, he rolled a net 20 on his sleight of hand. He really did. And oh no, where did the other vial go? Mm. They gave it mm. to the couple. Mm. We arrive at one of the more upsetting scenes in this show. I hate this scene. Jiminy runs inside, finds the vial empty. He walks through the small room and discovers two wooden puppets just sitting on the bed. bed. Creepy, creepy teeth, smiling, eyes wide, unblinking, hands placed over each other like they were holding hands as they knew something (laughs) terrible was occurring to them. I don't like that they're placed so gently on the bed because it looks like they had time to, like, stumble to the bed. Like, they had time to realize that something terrible was occurring. Okay, so moving on from that, you know, that's bad. They're, they're puppets. That's bad. That's real bad. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So, shocked, you know, he 
Jiminy is just in disbelief and he's sitting there when all of a sudden the little boy from earlier returns from wherever the oh fuck he was. Why is he out alone? I think he was getting night. water, but oh my god, it's dark. It's a fucking meal without him. It, yeah. Where was he? He didn't get dinner. Nope. Just a very small hungry boy coming home for dinner. His parents are puppets. Oh no. So he's calling out for his parents. When he discovers what happens, he demands Jiminy tell him what happened to them and what he did. Jiminy says nothing and, you know, is just very distraught. Then, of course, because we cannot follow any storyline through anything, we're bouncing back to Storybrooke. We're back in the mine. Mm. Henry and Archie find an elevator shaft and they get in thinking they're going to, like, pull their way up. But they are completely unaware that Emma and Regina have agreed with the solution of Marco's, which is to just blast the shit out of the top of the mine. What? Blast the bananas plan. Get the dynamite, blast the shit out of the top of the mine. Let's not try to communicate into the mine. No, no, no. We don't do that here. No, no. We're not going to try and make sure that everybody's clear. We're just going to blast the entrance open. Mm-hmm. Wide open. They blast the mine open. It doesn't open, but the mm-hmm. elevator sure goes farther down. Oh, <laughs> making no. the situation worse. Blissfully unaware of all the mine nonsense. Nobody over here in this storyline is aware of the mine. That's amazing. Like, just needed to point that out. Nobody in this half of the story knows anything that is going on at the mine. Though it would be the sort of thing that you would think rocked a whole town and would get everybody wondering what's going on. But you would think. Anyway, they're unaware. Mary Margaret is trying very hard to put in some healthy boundaries between her and David. She finds herself attracted to him and knows it's wrong because he is married. I'm sorry, did you say say Mary Margaret or uh, Jennifer Goodwin? Listen. I hate... I don't know if I've mentioned this in detail, but I hate that Josh Dallas and Jennifer Goodwin met on set and fell in love on set. It it it's upsetting. It's very cute, but it. it's so it. upsetting. Yes, it especially with their season one storyline. It's very upsetting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It totally is. So you know, Mary Margaret is trying so hard to put some boundaries up, and David just kind of walks right over him. I have a lot to say about this. We will get into this later. He starts teasing and flirting and tries to Mm. get her to take a walk with him because he's supposed Mm. to be, he can either be walking for 30 minutes on the treadmill or he could have a supervised walk outside for physical therapy. So she should walk with him, obviously. Of course. My only question is, do they use the wooden store? There's clearly a door in this hospital that leads directly out to the woods. Show me the woods door, you cowards. You will never see that door. Show me the forest door. Anyway, they're out in the woods. Sure. And David admits that he does not remember a goddamn thing that Catherine has showed him, and he's been lying. <laughs> Doesn't remember the dog. That's so sad. So sad. And also, he thinks the name Ajax is a stupid name. Is that a cleaning product? It is, yes. It um, is a dumb name for a dog. Uh, I can see. You know, but here's the thing. Comet is also a cleaning product, and that was the name of the dog on oh, shit. Full House. Oh, no. Oh, no. Either way, David remembers nothing that Catherine is showing him, but the only thing that, sh- like, feels right in the town is Mary Margaret. Because he feels like he woke up in a different world. LOL, he did. Because he is the closest to his cursed self having been in a coma. He and Bill over here, just no cursed memories. They're just fucking... Yep. 
gonna do whatever the fuck they do. But, you know, Catherine shows up and she's still being really nice. And Emma and Mary Margaret does not like this. It's still weird considering Abigail was painted to be such a bitch. Perfect. Anyway, we leave the woods in the hospital and go back to the fucking mine. I'm sorry, I'm over these mines. I hate it here. I'm over these mines. Archie once again asks Henry why this is so important that he, like, that everybody, that this is true, that his fairy tale theory is true. And Henry says, this can't be all there is, and I have more thoughts on this. We're putting a pin in this one, too. Oh, good. Henry wants to know why Archie thinks he can't be Jiminy Cricket. And Archie agrees, you know, they have some similarities, especially wanting to be free of being told what to do. Welcome to adulthood. I don't know what to tell you. By that regard, I also am very similar to Jiminy Cricket. In the Enchanted Forest, Jiminy is obviously completely horrified by the nightmare scene of the puppets and what he's done. So he makes a wish on the star, summoning the true villain of the series, who appears supposedly like some sort of angel or, you know, good fairy. We know she's evil. We know. we know the truth. We know the truth. We know the real villain here. This is a blue. Fa- this is a blue fairy slander podcast. We do not stand the blue fairy. She is not even a little horrifying. <laughs> blue fairy shows up, and she says, "No, I cannot. Gr- I've heard the wish in your heart. Can't grant that one. Can't bring back the boy's parents. But you know, I can grant you your other wish." I think his other wish is technically to be free, but somehow... She's a villain. She construes... She's like a conniving genie that's like, gonna take what you say literally. Yeah, you said... And he's like, what do you, What would you like to be? And Archie kind of listens to the cricket for a second, and she goes, ah, yes, you want to be a bug. So Archie's a bug. Jiminy's a bug now. Jiminy's a cricket. Jiminy Cricket. She gave him a nice coat. She did give him a nice little coat with tails. So that's that's good of him. She goes on to tell Jiminy that he has the chance to help someone else in the future now. Starting with the young boy. We now learn that was young Geppetto. Who is Marco. Oh boy. Oh boy. Back in the in storybook. We're getting towards the end. Mary Margaret is all set. She is getting ready to submit her letter of resignation because again this is the one episode where in which she will feel shame and regret over crossing boundaries and is trying to put set up healthy boundaries and this is probably for the best but you know we will not hear more about this no we'll never see that again outside the minds everyone is celebrating because you know we have saved uh emma and emma has repelled down and saved Oh, Archie, we forgot to mention that a little earlier, but Emma... Because we don't care about that's them. That's fair. They're, they're out of the mind. They're saved. Emma rappelled down... We knew they were going to. That's why we didn't care. We knew it was happening. Emma rappelled down. The other only thing of note in the conversation about Emma rappelling down is that Swan Queen Shepherds, I see you, those women were about to kiss. Oh. Regina and Emma got real Absolutely. close there, and then finally Regina said, go save my, my child, because you should yeah. be the one. You're the one who should who has the strength to do it. Also, Jiminy has really a very strong umbrella that is very precise that can hook onto Emma's D-link and then Mm -hmm. also has the upper body strength to just, I guess, hold on. Don't fuck with Archie. Yeah, he is is a scary human being if he's got that sort of arm strength. So anyway, we're all celebrating because the boys have been saved. 
Regina is looking at the piece of glass she picked up earlier and sneakily throws it down into the shaft where it falls to reveal that Henry was getting close to something. It was the glass coffin that Snow White was once asleep in. Oh, wow. And that is where we end. The end. What good summation. Whew, that was a lot, is what that was. Yeah, take a drink, you know. Yeah, yeah. You deserve Thank that, you. of course. My God. Can I just say what the fuck? That was a lot. Yeah. I have thoughts. Well, uh, go ahead. By all means. Um, I would just like to address the creepy-ass puppet in the room. I don't want to address the creepy-ass puppet in the room. We got it. We got Okay, okay. So I just need us all to understand the gravity of what this show is presented to us right now. Before you get started, I need to address the fact that I'm going to see those puppets in my nightmares tonight. And you'll see them in other episodes. So they just show every time you're in Gold's shop, you'll see them oh, now. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay, anyway, continue with the gravity of the situation now. We need to talk about it, even though we don't want to. Okay. We are presented with this story where two parents are turned into puppets and a small child walks in to see his parents literally turn into creepy-ass wooden dolls. An upsetting thing, we all agree. So, um, I want to point out, before I let you really get going. Yeah. It is a leap to go, my parents are not here. Those creepy dolls are them. It's the same logic that Henry uses looking through that stupid storybook. Oh, look, it's an illustration. Certainly this is you. You have the same color hair. Hey, you're a person and this is a person. Wait a <laughs> second. I have two parents and those are two dolls. Now hang on. <laughs> I'm on to something here. Nancy Drew over here figuring shit out. I mean, it's about the level of, of detective work we can expect from Nancy Drew. That's fair. So yeah, we have this very small child walking in on probably the most horrifying thing you could experience yeah. as a child. Deciding, you know, he makes that connection of, oh, my parents have been turned into puppets. Right. We learn this child is Geppetto. Uh-huh. Now, Geppetto, at least in the Disney version, we've already established, I haven't read the Italian original. <laughs> but in the Disney version, we can assume they're expecting every viewer to have seen those versions mm-hmm. of the story. The, it, the Disney versions are kind of the, the, the backbone for a lot of these. Yeah. Once Upon a Time episodes. Geppetto is a toy maker. He makes a lot of toys. Mm-hmm. Fine. He also makes puppets. He also has a child puppet that gets turned into a real boy. I would like to dive into the fact that there is some real deep levels of trauma there that Geppetto, his, I guess, goal, his purpose in life is to now make dolls akin to the ones his parents were turned into. Uh, I need everyone to understand. The face I'm making, it's not a smile. Looks like, no. I don't, no, no. <laughs> I'm upset. It's, because it's a, it's not great. It's not great. And I just want to know why they thought it was a good choice to make his biggest trauma the biggest part of his, like, parents into dolls is his biggest trauma. So what his, his Truest love, his child, his boy who he loves so much is a doll to a boy? Who's turning back into a a puppet, remember? Oh, God. No, no. That's poor Marco. (laughs) Poor Geppetto. It is bonkers to me that 
his personality becomes, I am a toy maker now. You think he would go the fuck opposite direction of, I will never look at dolls again. I will never look at toys again. My trauma is real and I will not be acknowledging this. Or, I guess if it were, do you think, like, he's trying to, like, somehow create a puppet that could go the reverse way? No. So that he can bring his parents... Stop whatever you're saying. (laughs) So he can bring his parents back to life, but in doll form. But, like... Mm. Also, how fucked up is that? Blueberry's like, nah, your parents, I can't even give them sentience. Fuck that. You want a boy? <laughs> like the sentence, you want a boy. You want a kid? Not a kid. I can I a kid. You want a kid? <laughs> That's the question you need to ask Rumpelstiltskin, not Gebetto. I hate this episode for so many reasons, but... That's a big one. True, truly just the... Oh, Geppetto's a toy maker probably because he saw his parents get turned into dolls and it traumatized him. Yeah, that's big. It's not great. No, I hate no. it. Yeah, it's not great. And surprisingly, like Mark, I mean, we learned that Marco's a shady bitch and does some shady ass shit. He sure does, yeah. But arguably one of the more well-adjusted characters. <gasps> Correct. <laughs> Which is not great. The bar is low. No, so low. The bar is on the floor. There isn't even a bar anymore. We kicked it to the side. That's fair. We need a bar after this. Absolutely, we do. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really, that's all I had on that. I just, I hate, I hate it. I hate it so much. And that's fair. Because that's deeply terrible. Okay. Well, okay. So I have a couple of points to address. Mm. But my big one, my, my big main problem is going back and re-watching this now I, mm-hmm. I I did not notice this nearly as much in our first couple watch throughs because we've watched season one a couple of times yeah you get so swept up in the love story and because you know the enchanted forest side of things you don't notice it but in this episode it really struck me just how awful David is like David Nolan yeah. as a person is. Yeah. Because I I mean I I I recognize the difficulty that comes with you do not remember your life that you supposedly have, but you have somebody who is telling you that you had this life, who's showing you proof of this life, who seems to care for you an awful lot. And to not respect that is pretty terrible like if he if if we were just watching the storybook side of things without any of the enchanted forest stuff oh yeah this would be like his entire behavior would be such easy behavior so gross it'd be so gross he's flirting with another woman Mm -mm. over hangman who's just there to help him and yes she is attracted Uh -uh. back that is true. But you have a ring on your finger. Just because someone's That's attracted me. to you does not mean you get to flirt with them. So I don't like that. Then she tries to put up some healthy boundaries and be like, I do not think it's good for us to hang out together. She basically says that. She good basically says, I just don't think it's a good idea. You should spend time with your wife. 
this is clearly a weird thing. And he immediately steps over that boundary and is like, but hey, come take a walk with me instead. How about we do spend some time together? Also, what if I don't listen to you? So you don't notice it the first time through and you don't notice it. Like I read, I, this is the first watch through where I've went gone. Like, wait, that was actually really gross because yeah, you just, you get swept up and you know that they are soulmates and you know that the reason she feels right is because this is the person he's in love with. This is his soulmate. This is his real wife. We get, we, we get that. But they're really not doing a great job of making their prince charming a prince charming. Yeah, he's not very charming. No, and he's not going to be for a lot of this. I mean, he's charming, but he's charming in the way that Prince Charming and Into the Woods is charming. Not Cinderella Prince Charming charming. Yeah, it just gets worse in season one. Like, he does some shady shit. He really does. I mean, He finally... Finally gets the girl he wants. And he's like, actually, I'm going to be married to right. this person. Now I, I want to try. Even though my wife was trying this whole time. Now I feel like trying. Now that yep. you're on the hook. Now that I've got you, I would like to try with my wife. He's the real hook of the show. Not it just made me, it made me mad because I was like, I don't remember him being no. so gross. And, and it's. And I said that as a joke saying that he's the real hook. But it's the same gross. gross it is for a minute. And he'll get better. He absolutely gets better yeah. once. He, he gets totally better. gets better once everybody's reintegrated and we're all with who we need to be with. I get that. I get that this is kind of his cursed persona as well. But it's gross. Like he's We're James. supposed to root for this human and not rooting for David Nolan. I'm just not no. right now. Because it's gross. And he needs to respect when a woman says no. Agreed. So that's my that's my big rant. I'm angry about I it. But, it. you know. Uh, I'm angry for you. Actually, I'm angry for myself. Because I don't like that. I briefly want to touch on the, the Henry oh, our, of it all. Oh, our little magpie. The, why do we want Henry? Our little magpie. Yes, he's a magpie. He's, he's really to attracted things. to shiny things. He just wants to go look at them. I just, I need to understand why we let Henry. That's the whole sentence. Why do we let Henry? We let Henry do a lot. We let him do so much and we keep giving him an inch, expecting him to not run a mile. Henry, stay in your room. Henry, stay in the car. Henry, stay in the car. Henry, stay in the fucking Henry, car. This is the 15th time I've told you to stay in the car. Why haven't you <laughs> stayed in the car? Oh, because I didn't, like... Come up with a reason why you should stay in the car? I didn't want to. Oh, okay. He never once is he told mm-hmm. to do something and he follows through. And yet everyone keeps expecting him to listen and are shocked when he doesn't. Like flabbergasted, right. completely floored. Like, I, I'm sure if I went back in every episode, there's one instance where he oh, does not Oh, absolutely. Listen. First episode, he's in the back of Emma's car. Yep. Uh, episode two. What even is episode two? Fuck if I Fuck know. Fuck if I know. There's at least once every time. I know at least every episode, Emma says, kid, mm-hmm. what are you doing Pretty here? Pretty much, yeah. He's always where he shouldn't be. He's always doing something. And, and yeah, everyone's like, he's a good kid. We should trust him. We love this kid. He's a menace. No, this kid's a little shit. <laughs> this kid is a menace to society. <laughs> he shows up at crime scenes. He shows up at dangerous minds. And climbs into them. This kid is a menace. He's a a trouble magnet. And the fact that Regina even trusts him a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would I the fact that none no one's cursed persona is just Henry's babysitter. That's what you would think there would at least be a babysitter character where she's like, okay, your job when I'm not You're with just him on him. You are with him. Because he does not listen. And I don't trust him to not run into a goddamn mine shaft. Like it's not even about control at that point. It's he runs into a collapsing mine shaft. For me. He ran away. He went all the way to I Boston. The... <laughs> In the first episode of the show. And we're is the first instance we see of him. He oh he drinks orange juice from a bottle. From somebody else's bottle. <sighs> Here's my thing. Sure, of course we can, we we absolutely, rightfully are laying a lot of this blame at Regina's feet because she's the mom. She she should be better at this. Emma takes her vagabond offspring and is just like, oh, this child's distraught. I'll just drop him in front of the mayor's office and then I'm not going to watch if he goes inside. He'll be fine. I'm not going to make sure that Regina sees him. It, and that's what astounds me. You would think at a certain point there would be a, hey, I'm going to call you. You don't hang up till your child right. is with you. Great. You have the child. I'm right. hanging like up if now. If you're dropping off the kid because he came running to you, why don't you think it's a way to build trust to be like, if he's sobbing, you say, I need to go talk to your mom and let right. her know what's going on. Don't you think on. it's a way to build trust with Regina if you were to call and be like, Henry is here. He's really upset. I'm bringing him back to your office. Please meet me there, or can right. I meet you somewhere? Being in communication is a huge trust builder. But no, no, no. Emma just wants Absolutely. to do what Emma wants to do. So it runs in the family. It's the, the charming way. way. Runs in the family. Yeah, and by all standards at this point, Henry should be the kid where people are like, I need to tell you something, adult. Is Henry here? Look around. Check under the bed. Is he behind the door? Check no? under okay, the blankets. Now I will tell you the thing. Exactly. Check under the coats. By all Make sure he's not hanging mm-hmm. on the back of the door. But instead, they're like, oh, yeah, Henry's here on the couch. So there's a mine shaft that exploded. Yeah. Like, they just willingly reveal information in front of him. They do. Yeah. And are shocked when he does asinine things with that, with that information. Very true. So I will continue to ask through this entire show, why do we let Henry? Why, Henry? Everyone keeps why? asking, how is Henry? I'll do you one better. Why is Henry? Why? Why is Henry? You know, don't like kids in shows. I just don't. And that's a, well, that's a personal thing. I don't like little it's hard. kids in shows. When they are meant to be the It's hard characters. because I don't think writers know what to do with them necessarily. Speaking of um, Henry, though. Hmm. Don't like that. Oh, do we have to? He's just having a midlife crisis, right? He's 10 and having a midlife crisis. Because sure. Archie asks him. <laughs> Like, why is it so important to you that this fairy tale theory is true? And he says, mm-hmm. because this can't be all there is. I ask myself every morning before I go to work. I would stand in the mirror and I go, this can't be all that life is. I am 29. Yeah. So, number one, number one, what a midlife crisis type of thing to say. Yeah. I think I think all of us hitting certain ages are kind of going as we settle into mm-hmm. adult life, looking at our jobs, going, "Oh my god, mm. okay, is this what this is?" Um, but number two, and I, I I do get the line. I understand that what they're trying to say is like there is something extraordinary going on in his world, 
in the plot. And therefore, he's correct in saying this can't be all there is because he's right. It's not. So I, I understand that in the fiction of the show, in the, in, the, in the grand plot of the show, he is correct. There is more. Mm-hmm. It is, there, this is not all there is. There's something beyond this, and he's correct. But what I don't like is that we're presenting Storybrooke as not a terrible place. Right, like mm. it's it's not presented yeah. as a terrible place to live. The mayor's a little draconian, absolutely. Sure, but everybody seems okay. Every there, most everybody's mostly friendly. Everybody pretty much has a roof over their head. They have a job they go to. That on the whole, everybody seems to be in a job that's suited to them. You know, like, nobody seems to be wildly unhappy. Now, maybe Ruby. Ruby seems a little unhappy. Okay, Ruby. With her with her job. Yeah, okay, Ruby. That's fair. But, oh, like, the townsfolk do not seem particularly pressed about their lives. We, we know as an audience that they've had their happy endings taken away from them, that they're not with who they should be. But they don't. They don't have that knowledge. Ignorance is bliss in right. their world. So to them, this is just life. And yeah, maybe it's not great, but it's not terrible. Boy, that sure sounds like That's life. life. So I don't like the message that like just regular old life the, the and the mundanity is just <laughs> terrible. And that's all there is. And it there has to be more. There's not. For us, there's not. No. There's nothing. I mean... No. I want to joke all I I jo- we joke all the time <laughs> that we are cursed. We joke all the time about who we would be if we had a cursed persona and I'd be bell and I'd be therapy because of it. <laughs> Megara. It's Megara. That a- I need therapy because of it. But either way, like we joke about that, but we know that's not true. We know this is yep. what there is, and we're going to need to make some reasons to have fun and, and go beyond. Like recording a podcast and drinking. And going to Disneyland and doing stupid, stupid things. But, you know, it's I get where it comes from in the fiction of the show, but there is part of me that's just like, guys, Weird can we stop telling people they're extraordinary? I think that's maybe part of my problem. Like, because this is also height of Hunger Games, height of the end, tail end of Harry Potter. Oof. Like, we're Oof. just coming off of raising people to just believe they are extraordinary. And it's like, we're not. You're not. You're not extraordinary. No. You're not special. We're all average. And that's fine. And that's great. Unless you have the right vibes in your music, and then you are, in fact, the main character Correct. of the day. Correct. I'm very specific about my playlists. Them's the rules. Because they have to be, the vibes have to be correct. And then you're having an awesome day because you're the main character. But that's also a very mundane thing because everybody does it. You know, sometimes you're the main character and sometimes you're just kind of on the side. I'm an NPC most days. Doing the, doing. I have 10 stock phrases I say. Depending on what you say to me. Why is one of my, please get your feet off the wall. You're not Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a pretty good NPC. I mean, sure would be interesting. Mine is just whispering what the fuck under my breath. Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. 
Just a muttering <laughs> behind your mask? Yep, I just mute myself on Zoom and go, what? See, I love a mask because now people can't see when I mouth things. That's, That's a nice good. Part. See, masks do have some really nice uh, positives right. to them, all in all. Yeah, you Real can mouth whatever the fuck you want behind a mask and nobody knows what you're saying. As long as you don't use your vocal cords, nobody knows. It's better. So it's better. But yeah, that's my big thing. I, it annoyed me. I get annoyed sometimes when I'm just like, stop telling people they're... What's the message here? Yeah, just think about it a little harder. Because we don't get to escape to a fairy tale world. And I know I know that our, our escape no. is the show. That's... Yeah, that's I guess disgusting. That. I do understand that. But it does... Every once in a while, I'm just like, okay. All right. <gasps> like, I get it. I just wish his... I wish his answer had not been, this can't be all there is. It was more along the lines of, don't like my life. I don't, I want it to be different. I want this to get fixed. Because if it were more yeah. personal to him, then I'd be like, yes, absolutely. If he were like, my, I don't like my mom. No, he's, school is upsetting. I don't like my world as it is. Yeah, if, if it were more along the lines of, I don't like my life, and I need there to be something more mm-hmm. solid. But for him to just be like, life. this life can't be all there is. <laughs> okay, chill out, you 65-year-old white man. <laughs> He's not even He's 11 65 yet. 65-year-old man. And, but that is that's the, like, He yells a lot. He expects it. people to go along with his stupid ideas. Again, I say, why, why do Henry? Let Henry? Why is Henry? <laughs> Just because why? why? I will say, I'm sure I'll yell about it when we get in later episodes. They never changed that kid's wardrobe. No! We watched the, the, the we watched musical episode as second to last episode, or it's one of the last episodes of season six. And uh, yeah, so over the weekend, as previously mentioned, we watched the musical episode. We are really towards the mm-hmm. very tail end of these people, most of this cast. Most of the cast is going yep. away. Emma's looking at a picture of Henry from, like, this season. And Henry walks in, and he's wearing the same clothes. Same stupid scarf. Same plaid shirt. Same (laughs) navy blue coat. I cannot believe. He's supposed to be, like, 16 by the end. 15, maybe. He's gotta be, like, 16. Because they give him, like, a girlfriend for a minute. He's, like... The whole thing. Excuse me. He's the author. He's old by... Excuse me. He leaves in the first episode of the seventh season, remember? Because he's going, he'd be going off to college. So he's 17 by the end of this. He's not changed his clothes one bit. No, no, he has a Star Wars lunchbox. Right, of course, because we own Star Wars now. You got to make sure we flaunt that. What a stupid episode. This was dumb. No, I realized something. You know why it was really dumb? Overall blanket statement. We don't get to add anything to a single goddamn one of our lists. Nothing happened that's plot-oriented. That is so true. There's no fucking, there's no families, there's no beans, there's no curses, there's no lies. Emma uses her talent zero times. That is so time. true. There's <laughs> nothing to update. There's nothing. nothing to update. I also would like to add that I think we do feel, I certainly feel very, um, I always feel like less happens if we do not get the evil queen. There was no... I don't like this. This is, the, this is the first episode we've not seen. We did not evil see the queen. evil queen at all. And I like just that. think that 
Lana Perea as the evil queen adds so much just fun that this felt more Mm -hmm. like a slog because it was like we didn't spend like we didn't spend any time with the evil queen and we spent very little time with Rumple and the time we did spend he was very sane for he was very considering the bonkers potion he was creating he was just like yep take this I'll collect them yeah we just we didn't get the fun characters no fun there was no fun in this episode I'd say like blanket statement no fun in this episode there really was very little like we didn't we didn't even get Mary Margaret or sorry Snow White and Charming who can be very fun together I, I think the sad thing is, I think the most fun part of this episode is Henry's first line of, you were going to cricket. Which is an insane opening line. <laughs> like, that is the only, like, laughable moment in the entire right, there's episode. there's just not, like, a lot happens, but not really. Nothing that I'm looking at and going, this is important to the plot. Well, I think especially with the hindsight that, on the whole, Hopper's not going to end up super important. No, and Geppetto's only important for the fact that he lies and is like, okay, my boy, hide in the tree. Right. We're going to cheat the system. Mm-hmm. So I understand that, like, yes, Geppetto. Geppetto has importance, but not to, like, the umbrella of the show. Right. Yeah, no, nothing Nothing that we learn here will end up really affecting anything else down the line. No. We've added more people to Operation Cobra, which... We'll go back down just to Henry and right because we're gonna fit. Yeah, we're gonna forget about Archie. Um, if anything, it is setting up the plot for Mary Margaret and David in the- like their tumultuous back and forth, and that's that's the B plot. Right, of this we episode. don't spend a lot of time with it because actually the C plot technically I would say A plot is Henry and Archie. B plot is Archie and family. his fam or um, yeah, Jiminy and his family. Yeah. No, we're at C plot is. Same plot is. Well, and then what I would also like to add is I think part of the reason I don't particularly feel like a lot was accomplished this episode is they did not, usually they're better about this. Usually these things all, usually all their storylines converge. And there is a reason we're learning about this, this character because the story of this character has to do with the story that is happening in Storybrooke, which has to do with exactly. whatever C plot, you know, somehow the C plot gets tied in. I, I wish the puppets had meant something in Storybrooke, I think, because they showed them in his shop. Like, I wish there was a, a reason why that is significant. Yeah. Why is this something? And I understand that it's Archie's story. It's his origins. Right. Story. Fine. Except Fantastic. we know Archie's not going to be important. No. So we don't need Archie's origin story. You can just tell us he's Jiminy Cricket and we can go, okay. That's good. Now, again, I understand we're writing from a first season perspective. You're probably hoping that he is going to be important and you don't know how yet. He doesn't end up important. No, he shows up every so often and that's about it. He marries them in season six. He's the one He sure does. He marries Hook and Emma. We... Mm. I hate, I hate Spoiler that. I alert, but, but uh, if you're listening to this. This is, a, this is not a spoiler. We've already said, we should have said that at the beginning. This is not a spoiler-free zone. This is all the spoilers all the time. There's always spoilers. Do not watch this or listen to this if you do not like spoilers. No. But, um. God, this was such a, this was actively a bad This was time. not great. 
This was not great. No. I, but is not next week the shepherd? Oh, <laughs> the shepherd. I love, I love Jesus. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Sorry, but David's wig looks like he is Jesus of Nazareth. Especially with just the clothing when he's a shepherd. He's a shepherd. It just all oh, with his look. I mean, really, the imagery is there. It's Chef's kiss. Oh, we we do have a see, very fun episode coming up. We do. I'm excited. Oh, I love. I love it. I love that. We again, and that'll be fun because we actually get to go back to kind of the yeah. main plot instead of just hanging out it's, in some mines. That's true. These side adventures. Yeah. This this was all side adventures. Side this was all side quests. None of this was we main quests. Any good loot? No. This was not worth it. This was not worth our time. No. I would like to speak to the DM, please. It's been five hours in a session afterwards. The DM's like, you got a bag of gold. It was like, the fuck? you got one glass shard. What do I do with this? No, eat it back into the hole. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> you know. I, I do think we'll have to go into extensive detail about how Once Upon a Time is just a D&D campaign. Oh, absolutely. Again. One of these weeks. Oh, yeah. Again, Archie's, or Jiminy's dad absolutely rolled a nat 20 on his yeah. slide of pan. pan check. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Emma. Dear God. Rolled a z- one on her dex check. <laughs> she just stands and rolls down yeah, the hill. Exactly. Exactly. It's so good. Exactly. It was oof, oof, woof, woof. Well, now you guys don't have to watch it. That's the important thing. We are so lucky. You're so lucky. I mean, watch you it if you watch, want. But also don't. Watch it if you want. Absolutely watch <laughs> it if you want. It's time. It's a time. Yeah. It is a time. You will spend time doing it. It will take up some time of your day. Listen, I think Once Upon a Time is always worth to watch in its entirety mm-hmm. because I think when they number one when they get the show right it is so good and number two when they get the show really wrong it is so much fun yeah but this is oh, yeah. this is definitely one of those episodes that is between the two extremes it's not it great and it's not horrible it's just it's there. there and that's what makes it the least fun to talk about mm-hmm. because the great episodes oh. are so super fun to talk about Oh, yeah. And so are the oh, really bad ones. Exactly. I There's one thing I, I need to end on. Does it ever freak you out that crickets make that noise by rubbing their legs together? I need you all to know that Lo has left the building. She is uh, now broken. It's important that you understand. Um, so, you, 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 you all now, if you have been doing your homework and listening, you listened last week to our Cinderella episode with our resident. Elaologist. And um one day we were the three of us were on our way to Disneyland. We were we had stopped off in our college town. We're hanging out, um, taking a break. Actually, I think we were moving D in. We were and I think it was like one in the morning. We're, okay, we need to get like two hours of sleep right, before because we we're leaving at three o'clock in the morning to get to the park by opening, <laughs> which was is still too early. We know this now, yeah. and yet we still do this shit. Yeah, um, nothing has nothing has changed. But we were like, okay, we need to we need to go to sleep. And so you were up in your room, but Keely and I were down on the couches, and 
all just like curled up and we're like going to bed and all of a sudden I just hear her out of nowhere. Does it ever freak you out that crickets make that sound with their legs? We did not sleep for like an hour. <laughs> we didn't sleep for like an hour after that because I think I started laughing. Thing. Well, it was upsetting, but also yeah, was so out after and I texted you guys and was like, what in the fuck is happening? I stop laughing because what the fuck? It came out of nowhere. It was dead silent in that room. There were no lights. We were like, I was half asleep. And then that little fun fact popped up. And... Yeah, we didn't sleep for like another hour. So I think we ended up on two hours of sleep. Yeah. We were getting gonna get three and we got two. That was the plan. So yeah, every time you hear Archie making crickets, <laughs> it's with his legs. Cheep, cheep, rubbing them to let together. Cheep. Oh yeah, this has been a bad this time. Has been a bad time. Oh god, at least the week can only go it can only go up from here. Have a great week, we'll everybody. See. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.